Episode 1 The move of the Rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I hit my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted, where we talk about comics, TV, and more. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. So then I was told that I need to keep it in the oven for a half hour, and I thought, that's it, a half hour. And that's, that's how, how you, it happened. That's how you came up with the name? Yes. I got that's you. how I came up with the name. Hey, everybody. Well, hello, everyone. How is everyone out there? Bored stiff already? What's that? I said they're bored stiff already. No. Hi, this is Frank. And this is Brad. And we are here... With a podcast, just like everyone else. You know, everyone has a podcast these days. So you're we decided you're not anybody own. if you don't have a podcast. That's so right. all you so losers without a podcast that are listening right now, we're better than you. You know what? My grandmother has a podcast. Frank's grandma is better than any of you guys without a podcast. And you know what that podcast is about? Cooking? My, no, my grandfather's podcast. She reviews his podcast. She reviews his <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Papa Rincon's podcast last week was really bad. <laughs> How did you you listen? I oh. did. She's she's got a she's got a face for radio. Yes, she does. Well, you know. So, what's the concept behind this little thing we call Half Hour Wasted? Okay. Well, we are going to review comic books, uh, movies, television, books. You know, whatever kind of catches our fancy. But we're going to keep it in a nice, compact package that's 30 minutes long. In fact, starting right now, boop, in 30 minutes we will be done or off the air or however you want to do it. Now, this is our initial, um, our initial foray into it, so hopefully we will um, work out some bugs as we go along. But, uh, but we're going to try to stay true to that 30-minute mission. Right, I have my can of Raid sitting right here. Right. So what happens so, at the 30-minute mark? That's a 30-minute mark, yes. What happens at the 30-minute mark? Oh, at the 30-minute mark, we wrap up whatever we're, go- we're talking about and stuff, and it is over. Doesn't matter if we're in the middle of a thought or anything like that? Doesn't matter if we're in the middle. I mean, we could be given the secrets of the universe, but once that alarm goes off, that is it. We don't even get alarm, to finish a sentence? We don't even get to finish a sentence. Huh. Well, maybe. I mean, we'll probably. Okay, we'll you know, work on it. We'll work on it. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a work in progress. That's the alarm sound. That's what it's going to sound like? That's what it's going right. to sound like, yes. So um, where did Half Hour Wasted come from, the name? Well, okay. Uh, you Make know, it short, top, though, because I've already heard this story. Okay, you've heard it. Um, actually, years ago in Corpus Christi, Texas, I used Board. to work at, at a... Now, come on. This is All a right. great story. Um, my bad. I used to work with some other guys. Uh, call uh, and uh, we did a show a la uh, kind of my pond, uh, Monty Python esque uh, humor and stuff, and we did it every week, and we called it a half hour wasted. And so 
when Brad and I were talking about this, we thought, Brad, you know, we want to do a podcast, but what should it be about and stuff? And we felt, you know, it shouldn't be that My, long. It it should be it, it should be kind of short and compact. And then, so I said, hey, you know what? I did this thing a couple of years ago, and I like the name. So, and it 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 gives us a goal. You know, I think I can manage thirty minutes. Um, yeah, I think I can. Now, whether I can manage thirty minutes without sounding like an idiot is a different story. <laughs> Well, you know, um, and plus Brad and I, uh, we work at, in the same company, so we are pretty busy. So we figured a half hour was also kind of managed. That's all the free time we have is one yes. half an hour in a in a week. In, in one, one week. week. And we're going to try to do this weekly, yeah. right, Brad? Probably a, once, a, once a week at lunchtime or something. Yes. Um, we should mention the reason we're doing a podcast is because we are Comic Geek Speak listeners. We love the uh, Comic Geek Speak podcast, yeah. and those guys do it right, and we usually end up talking about them or their show for 20 minutes at a time, and in fact, we had, we've had several conversations where we talk about stuff that Comic Geek Speak has spoken about, and then I'm like, dude, we just talked for 20 minutes. We should have recorded that, so we thought, why not make our own show? And Brad, I gotta, I gotta mirror what you say about those guys at Comic Geek Speak. They, they do do. You it said right. do do. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in. No, they do do it right. They, they do do it right. I mean, because, because I, I just, I just listen to them, and um, you know, they when they talk, it's, it's like you're part of that conversation. You're just listening to what they have to say. They're great guys. They're, they're, um, it's a great show, and uh, and we kind of hope we're kind of kind of talking about maybe going out there for episode three yeah right? that'd be great they live out and uh they do their show from pennsylvania a little town called wyo missing mm. of course we're yeah. in dallas and uh i uh considered driving out there but that's 21 21 hour drive so i don't think i'm gonna do that yeah so uh well we're, we're gonna we're out. gonna hitchhike we instead <laughs> oh you know brad we should also thank the voice of half bill mcgonnell Bill McGonnell, you will probably hear his voice uh, more than likely, more than, than uh, well, in the coming episodes, I'm sure. Bill McGonnell, great guy. We work with him. He's a director for our company. Um, he's also got that fantastic He blows up voice. Alderaan on a daily basis. <laughs> and, uh, and Brad actually works more closely with him than I do. But, uh, That's because I'm downstairs and you're upstairs. Yeah. We, uh, yeah I'm the and, upstairs. And his desk is right over there, so. All right. Um, enough about this. Oh, we got we got also say thank you for Lydell Vic. Vic who yes, designed, designed the logo. He's a graphics artist here. Yes, at where we work, and he. I tell you, Brad, you came up, you talked to him, told him what you were kind of looking for, and he got on the yeah, first try. He I, did. I think he did. Okay. Now so that we've successfully we have about yeah five minutes, we blew off five or six minutes. So. Um, there was something I was going to mention just now, and I don't remember what it was, so it must not have been very important. We'll tell you what. While, while you think about that, let me kind of bring this topic up, and hopefully right. you can remember. Uh, as of today's date, it was announced that uh, Captain America... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Spoiler yeah. alert. I, In fact, I had a, a sound I was going to play for that. Uh, you talk about what happened, and I'll, I'll, I'll map that sound. 
Okay, and, and while, while, uh, while Brad's ma- uh, mapping that, I mean, we're going to talk about spoilers here, guys. We're just going to put a, I don't think you can do a proper review, in my opinion, without talking about certain key points. And, and, and so we will be talking about spoilers. So, that said, Captain America, it was announced that uh, he is dead. I have the issue in front of me. Now, now, Brad, during lunch, he was smart. He went out and got a copy. Uh, around 4 o'clock, I called a couple of comic book stores that I, uh, that I know of the area. All sold out. I did not get Now, I called my store in another city, and they are also sold out. I think... Did I do this right? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, let's see if this works. I forgot what I mapped it to. That's not it. Okay, we're off... Uh, with a bang here, aren't we? Yeah. Well, this is this is a learning curve. We've all right. So, I'll have that ready for next show. Okay. So, um, so Brad, you probably have you had a chance to read it yet? I'm halfway through it. Halfway through it. So, I mean, let's just put it out there. The first half you you looked at. What do you think? Well, of course, this picks up right at the end of Civil War Seven, where Steve Rogers has surrendered himself to the authorities because he was on the anti-registration side of the. Civil War conflict. Um, after the two sides had a battle royale in episode, uh, in issue number seven, they paused near the end, and Steve Rogers, Captain America, looks around and says, okay, I realize now that I've been going about this the wrong way. Um, we've pretty much trashed New York City. There's got to be a better way to deal with this law that I don't agree with, the law being that all superheroes in the United States have to register their identities and their powers with the government, not necessarily divulge their secret identity, although Peter Parker did that, so now the world knows that he's Spider-Man, but that's a different topic for a different show. Uh, Steve Rogers thought that the government asking people to do that was a violation of their civil liberties, and he formed a resistance of superheroes. It took seven issues to deal with it. At the end... He surrendered. He asked the rest of his side to stand down. He was taken into custody. Now, Captain America number 25 here picks up with Captain America being escorted to the federal courthouse in Manhattan where he's going to be dealt with. And he senses... He sees a red dot on on the back of the security guard walking in front of him. And he knows what the little red dot is. It's obviously a laser sight from a rifle. He looks around over his right shoulder and sees a red dot coming from a window high above in a building across the way. And uh, he realizes what he needs to do is try to save the life of that security guard. So he jumps in the way. He tries to He tries to push... The security guard with his shoulder, he says, look out, and he tries to push him out of the way. The sniper fires, and it goes through the the back of his, I can't tell if it's his upper back or if it's his neck, like from the back side. Let me go to the back. Uh, there's another picture of him. Anyway, it hits him in the back. It lo- almost looks like it's right up there at the back of his neck. And immediately after that happens, of course, there's a crowd of people around him running, trying to get out of the way, trying to protect him, whatever. 
Somebody close to him fires three shots into his gut with a pistol. We don't see who it is. And Sharon Carter, Agent 13, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and longtime friend and occasional lover of Steve Rogers, uh, runs up to him and uh, tries to help him. Now, I've gotten through the first half. Interspersed in the first half has been Sharon Carter's recollection of the first few times, or the first time she heard of Steve Rogers, first time she saw him, and then later on is a, a uh, the Winter Soldier has a, a recollection of what it used to be like when he was Bucky and they were partners way back in the day. So I'm halfway through and he's been shot. Now, of course, the sniper has been picked up by a low-flying helicopter and Winter Soldier and the Falcon go after that helicopter. And that's as far as I've gotten. Okay. And of course, you and I both know that nobody stays dead in comics. That's true. Right? Right. So, and you and I had a... You and I think differently about what's going to happen. You said you think Steve Rogers will stay dead for... Two to three years. I don't see it happening that long. But I've been wrong before. Um, now, there's some talk that uh, the Winter Soldier could take over as Captain America. And you actually made a very good observation. when uh, la- in, During last week's shipment, uh, Marvel, during the last issue of Civil War when it came out, they also had a, um, a preview of all the initiative stuff that was coming out. And there was a picture of Captain America, the new Captain America series. And you commented... I thought it was very astute. You said, you know, that looks like the Punisher to me. Are you still standing by that? Yeah, because in episode 7 of episode, uh, issue 7 of Civil War, after Steve Rogers surrenders, he pulls his mask off and throws it down. Well, the Punisher, of course, is there. All the heroes in the Marvel Universe are there. The Punisher, careful not to be caught by the authorities or whatever, sneaks over and finds... Uh, Captain America's mask laying on the ground. He picks it up and looks at it. It's a nice sequence of shots in the in the, on that one page about it. Look, uh, Frank looking at the mask on the ground, picking it up close up on Frank's face. Frank Castle, the Punisher. And you know, I I know that there's four or so issues of the Punisher War Journal that are coming up soon that have to do with. Uh, Frank Castle and what he does with that mask. So my theory was that he takes over as the Punisher, at least for a little while. And the piece of art you're referring to uh, was drawn and colored in a way that mirrored, to me, the way that Frank Castle, the Punisher, is now being portrayed art-wise in the Marvel U. He had a five o'clock shadow. Um, just looked to me like it was Frank Castle in the costume, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, like ramifications. What we, how do you think this is going to affect the Marvel U with uh, with Steve Rogers? I mean, he's for right now, Captain America is dead. You know, he may come back in the future, but right now he's dead. What do you think the um, the initial impact is going to be of the universe? Well, and we can even get into sales. I mean, do you think it, this is going to increase sales at all? Well, I know that. <laughs> 
I mean, you've already said this issue of Captain America is sold out all over the place. That's true. Um, in fact, my my uh, guy at my local comic store, I called him and said that he didn't even get every copy that he ordered. It's almost like they allocated certain shipments. He ordered 25 of them. He only got 12. Um, and he thinks... Uh, he says they're supposed to go back and fill orders, but who knows. Um, so it's obviously going to... It makes me want to buy the next few issues of Captain America. Okay. But, you know, how long have we been reading comics? Uh, long time. Long time. And we both know that certain books will pick up in sales for one reason or another. Uh, a storyline or a movie, perhaps. And then, eventually... They'll go down again, back to where they were. Um, or maybe... And, and it seems like, you know, there's got to be some type of dramatic event to at least peak the um, peak the sales, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, does that... I think sometimes that hurts, you know, stor- um, the storytelling and stuff, because, um, you know, they're, they're not writing a fluid story. They're writing an event. They're writing towards... Something that'll peak sales and then yeah. it drops off. I don't know how long they can take this story. Um, maybe they can take it for a long time. Good Lord, they took that dadgum Spider-Man clone saga for two years or whatever. I know you didn't read that, but yeah. oh my gosh, they just milked that for all it was worth. Um, so will it affect sales? Temporarily, I think. Um, like I said, I want to buy the next few episodes, issues of this. Um, something that I was thinking, I would rather have seen Captain America be shot at, at the very end of issue seven of Civil War mm-hmm. instead of being carted off. Um, I think that would have made for a more dramatic ending to that series, which I liked very much. You know, uh, uh, we were talking about this the other day, and personally, I didn't care for it. In fact, yeah. I don't like that last shot of everything right. nice and shiny and toning right. on the back of the uh, the, the shield, shield helicarrier. Yeah, and oh, everything, yeah, everything worked out, yay! Yeah, um, I, that was a kind of a letdown to me. I, I like I said, I wish they could have ended with Captain America getting shot, and then. The next week, which was, or was it two weeks? Has it been two weeks since? I think it's been one week, Brad. I think was no, it? actually, it's been two because Civil War Seven came out one week, and then Frontline Eleven came out the the next oh, week, right. and now it's Captain America Twenty Five. It would have been neat, I think, to just have have still have it done the the way it did, but I think, I mean, I I wouldn't want the issue to be any different than it is right now. Right. Because as it stands, Captain America gets shot halfway through this book. And it's an oversized issue, by the way. It's um it's three ninety nine instead of two ninety nine. Um it's a feels like a forty eight pager instead of a twenty eight, or maybe it's thirty two pages instead of twenty two or whatever, but um when you think of uh, cliffhangers. Where do they happen? Yeah, towards the end of the. They book. happen at the end. They happen at the end of the episode, or 
uh, of 24. Oh my gosh, what's Jack Bauer going to do next? They happen um, not in the middle. And it was very almost anticlimactic reading this issue now, seeing him get shot in the first half of the book. And I'm like, okay. You know, they, possibly they could have divided this up into two issues. But because the death of Captain America is such a big deal, or should be such a big deal, the death, the concept of, or the actual moment when Captain America was shot and killed, to me, would have had more impact on me as a reader if it had happened in the last few pages of Civil War, number seven, as opposed to halfway through Captain America, number 25. Yes, I I will agree with that statement because then it's like this. It's I, I realize that this is the end of this is the end of, of the whole event where Captain America dying here. But if he had died during the run of Civil War, right? You know, then it happens in that run, and this is the story, and then this is the imp- you know this is almost like an aftermath. You don't consider this part of the, of the event. It's well, just. This issue number twenty five should have been. It's even. It even says Civil War epilogue on the very top yes. of the outside of the issue, and it does sort of feel like an epilogue. However, if the actual shooting and killing and dying and deathing of Captain America had happened at the end of Civil War seven, this would have feel. This would have felt to me more like an actual epilogue, because think about it. Two weeks ago is when uh, Civil War seven came out. I've, I would have had two weeks to digest the fact that Captain America is dead. Now, if you and before this issue comes out, now in at this beginning of this issue, if you'd like to see what they do here at the beginning, like I said, they've had the flashbacks. They've got um, a reporter on TV talking about what's just happened um, as far as Captain America surrendering and he's being led up the steps of the courthouse. Blah blah blah. You know what's going to happen. Okay, in the event that, that they had shown his death in Civil War Seven, when I'm reading this issue as it is right now, I know what's going to happen. When is it going to happen? That suspense coming of reading, it's almost like going back in time, knowing, okay, I know, I know what's going to happen, but right, well, well, the well, anticipation of it happening... I mean, let, let, let's talk about that. You say you you knew this was going to happen. No, if if Captain America had died at the end of Civil War Seven, two weeks ago, then I picked up Captain America number twenty five today. Oh, and I've had two weeks to process that he's been dead. Then I pick up this issue of Captain America as it is, where the reporter's talking about Captain America has just surrendered. Gotcha. The the conflict is over. He took his mask off. He threw, you know, um, he's being. We go live to our correspondent at the federal courthouse. This is what's happening. People have gathered. Here comes Captain America walking up the steps. You know, they could have shown him in Civil War Seven. They could have shown him surrendering. They could have, you know, cut away to some other action of some other heroes for a moment. You know, because in that in the, I believe in Civil War Seven, there's even a. There's even a uh, two weeks later type of uh, time passage in it. I think there's uh-huh. even a little dialogue box that says two weeks later or whatever. You know, it could have said ten minutes later and showed, or a day later 
and shown him walking up the, however long it was. Yeah. Shown him walking up the steps. Boom. He's dead. Civil War Seven's over. The miniseries is over. Two weeks later, here comes up, here comes issue 25 of Captain America. I know what's going to happen to him, but let's back up 10 minutes in time and see what happens as he's walking up the steps to the courthouse. And it, that anticipation of the bullet coming, to me, would have been much more... It would have impacted me more because, like I said, had he died at the end of Civil War Seven, I would have had two weeks to digest it. He didn't die. I pick up Captain America 25 today. He dies halfway through. Do I have time to digest it? No. I've still got half of a comic book to read and deal with the story. I personally... You know what? I'm, I probably won't even read the second half of this story for a day or two. You know, I, I might just let it sit. Captain America got shot. Oh my gosh, what happens? I I want to I want to think about that a little bit. Um, I want it to have some effect on me. And frankly, Frank, uh, I haven't been very affected by this so this story so far. Let, um, you know, let's give credit where credit's due. Who's who's the writer and artist on? Do you have that in front of you? Ed Brubaker, who has done a fantastic job with this book since he's since he's been on it. I believe Steve Epting is the artist and he's been on it for a very yeah, long time. Me if I'm wrong, it was Brubaker on uh, Gotham Central? Yes, he did okay. Gotham Central. That's uh that's a run that I have absolutely loved. I mean it it's so dark and real and yeah. I haven't read uh any of the Captain America since his run on it, but you've been digging it. I mean yeah, I'm doing justice. I've picked up the last few issues because they were a Civil War tie-in. I've picked up the first two trades that had the Winter Winter Soldier story, which explained Bucky's return and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and if I remember correctly, Steve Epting, well, I know for a fact Ed Brubaker's been writing them all, but Steve Epting, I believe, was also the artist on those. And uh, Frank D'Armada was the colorist. And it's just, it's really, really good stuff. There's an ongoing subplot with the Red Skull, obviously, um, Captain America's arch nemesis, but uh, he's somehow involved in what's going on with the death of Captain America. And like I said, I haven't read the second half of the book, but I'm going to give it a couple of days so I can sink my teeth into it. Did you ever read um, when Green Arrow died for the first time in his series and then his his son took over for the, for the second? I mean, because the series continued Green Arrow without him. Did you ever read that? I did not read. Because I think it was around I I issue 100 or, or in the late 90s. Is, is I may have read the issue where, where Oliver Queen bought it, uh -huh. but I didn't read anything with Connor Hawk. Okay. Having said that, I did read the Kevin Smith scripted Green Arrow uh, quiver storyline that explained Oliver Queen's return from the dead. Yes, which is Which was fantastic. Cool. Love, love that yeah. trade. Uh, I'm just kind of wondering. So, how is the uh, story gonna gonna work? <coughs> Excuse me. Now that the main Captain America, the title, now that the uh, the lead is is gone, and uh, well, um, and, and now they're gonna have to find another Captain America. Well, think about it. Um, how many other heroes can we think of where the the lead has been replaced? And has still gone on. I mean, you just find somebody else to fill it. 
Wally West took over for Barry Allen as the Flash. Great point. Okay. Bart Allen took over for Wally West. Um, uh, a clone of Peter Parker, who called himself Ben Riley, took over for Peter Parker after Peter Parker stopped being Spider-Man. And you know, um, you're for you are more familiar with the Marvel universe than I am. I'm more DC, but it seems like DC does a really good job of passing the torch. Yes, you know, passing it to, to yeah. the next uh, to the next generation. Uh, does Marvel do that? Marvel, if Marvel does that, I can't think of an example of how it's stuck that way. You know, Barry Allen's been gone for 20 years. Wally West took over. Um, Robin used to be Dick Grayson. He's not Robin anymore. He's his own guy. Now Robin is somebody else. In fact, he's been to somebody else's. But... uh, has anybody in the Marvel universe replaced someone as a hero and have it has it stuck? I honestly can't think of one one example. Hmm. I really can't. Because um, uh, that kind of puts the um, um, the Marvel heroes kind of stuck in a constant frame of time. You know, I mean, maybe time moves. Extremely, I mean, because uh, Peter Parker's obviously grown up. I mean, he's not yeah. a kid anymore. He's he's he, you know he he's a teacher now. He's grown up. He's not in college. So I would, time definitely moves, but yeah. just moves very slowly. I would definitely years. say that the Marvel universe uh, clock runs a whole lot slower than the DC universe clock. Yeah. That is, that's very true. Um, they do have a, a Marvel universe does have a progression of time feel to it. But it's very slow compared to DC. Mm. Not that DC flies by, but you can definitely see change in the DC universe. Yeah. And I think I think that works fantastically for DC. And I think the way the Marvel universe works works for Marvel. And you know, um, DC is slowly getting into this. I mean, I think slowly they're going to get to a point to where, I mean, Bruce Wayne is just going to have to be replaced with someone else because, I mean, I guess you could choose to ignore it. I guess they could choose to to ignore it, and you know, since Batman's mortal, he well, he just doesn't age. But I mean, you know, here it is, Robin. This little how old was he? Eight when he started with him, and now he's a no. I think I think he was thirteen ish. Third, third, but now here he is, you know, a, yeah. a grown male, and Batman still, still, you know, kicking yeah. around and stuff like he's. I think after the Zero Hour reboot of DC um, a few years back, that they actually gave a a set period of time to the DC universe, meaning that at that point the Zero Hour happened. It had been. Ten years since heroes showed up. Period. Okay. Just they made it simple. It's been ten years since the first heroes, and I, I don't remember exactly what their quote-unquote first heroes was. But um, whereas in the Marvel universe, back in the '90s was the Spider-Man clone saga, which was 
a resurrection of an old storyline from the 60s. And supposedly, the original clone from the 60s shows up in the 90s. The one that shows up in the 90s had been only gone for five years of Marvel time. Uh-uh. So, you know, how much... It's, it's harder, I think, to... to clarify just how much time has passed in the Marvel Universe. But you know what? I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's, it's the geekiness yeah. in, it, in, in all of us. It's, it's yeah. like, I mean, you just got to take things for granted, I, yep. I suppose, and not question too closely, which, yeah, I mean, I mean, all geeks do that to a point. I mean, for goodness sake, there's, there's a huge timeline for the whole Star Wars saga. Don't get me started on that. That's a whole yeah. other episode. As a, but, I mean, you can you can just break, you know, other things to be timed out. Uh-oh. That's it, huh? That is In 30-ish minutes? 30-ish minutes. Guys, we'd like to thank you so much for listening. Um, remember, we have a, a website, which we is com. It's a, it's a, just a plain old blog site where you can find information on this little show and the current episodes. This is episode one, by the way. I don't oh, know that yeah, we well, ever we actually said that. that. at the beginning. Oh, well. We're moving yeah. to for episode two. Well, I'll, I'll put it on the beginning oh, uh, yeah. before we publish. Um, a little post work. Yeah, no big deal. And uh, um, we have an email. Email address, halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Please, uh, Send us an email just to let us know that you're listening or that you have heard an episode. You don't have to say anything like it was good or it was bad, but I would just like to know if anybody's actually listened to it. That would be interesting. I'm going to try to get this up on iTunes. Of course, I'll put the word out on uh, the Comic Geek Speak website. But, um... Speak! CGS and the hizzy. All right, so I don't have any close music but i'll work on that for next time okay well I, I guess we can we can sing something for for uh for half our wasted this is frank and and brad take it what? easy take uh, take it easy wheezy what? okay uh, uh, <laughs> 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 so i can fade out <laughs> <laughs>